Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I am your host, Huzefa, as always. And we're going to be doing a pretty quick episode today. And it's just been prompted by a few of my different students asking about the hierarchy of numbers. So what am I talking about? We have an entire classification scheme relating to numbers and it's sort of like one group, one is grouped into another, is grouped into another. And I wanted to talk about all the different types of numbers today so that hopefully for, for students listening and even maybe parents who want to gain a under, better understanding, how all the categories break down. So what am I ta- if you're not totally familiar with what I'm talking about, let me just jump right into it and hopefully it'll start, it'll start making sense. So first, let's look at the very top. So in, in our entire world of numbers, the largest category we have are real numbers. So if we, if we look at real numbers, what, what does that mean? I think it's important to remember what these actual, what the actual words are when we're, we're talking about, uh, when we're saying a real number. What is a real number? Well, it's literally something that is real, that's tangible in our world. So if we talk about real numbers, there anything that we can imagine as a number. This includes, it's the biggest category. So we're talking about fractions. We're talking about integers. We're talking about decimals that go on and on and on forever. Negative numbers, positive numbers. So that is essentially, that's, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about real numbers. Now, Real numbers, then, we have another category that's not always used until later on in mathematics, and that is the category of imaginary numbers, or basically not real numbers. So what are imaginary numbers? Well, when we talk about imaginary numbers, what we're talking about is it's, it's all based around one particular number, which is the square root of negative 1. All imaginary numbers are complex no, complex numbers, etc. they involve the use of the square root of negative 1. Now, why is the square root of negative 1 not a real number? Well, that's because if you think about it, from the rules that we've set up in math, the square root of something, like let's say the square root of 100, is whatever number times itself brings us back to the original number. So what number times itself gives us 100? Well, that would be 10, because we know that 10 times 10 is 100. What's the square root of 4? It's 2. Well, we could also have negative 2 be the square root of 4, right? Because negative 2, a negative times a negative is a positive. So negative 2 times negative 2 is positive 4. But what about the square root of negative 1? So if we're trying to find a number that times itself gives us negative 1, we have a problem. Because when we multiply two positive numbers together, a positive number times a positive number, we get a positive. We multiply a negative number times a negative number times itself, A negative times itself is also going to be a positive because the negatives cancel out. 
So that's where we have this weird concept of the square root of negative one. It's not real in the sense that it's sort of like a theoretical idea and it doesn't make any sense based on our rules. But the reason why we have imaginary numbers and I, or which represents the square root of negative one, is because in real life applications, we actually use the square root of negative one in all sorts of different ways, specifically with uh, uh, electronics and ele trying to understand electricity and currents and flow. We will often use I in order to make predictions about how electricity will behave. So this is why we have this entire category of numbers that is sort of imaginary. Okay, after we get into, so now imaginary it's its own thing. So now we're back in real numbers. So what, how do we get more specific? Now let's drill down we, in the next level. We have a bifurcation between rational numbers and irrational. And what I tell my students about irrationals, again, think of the words. We're talking, we're saying irrational. What does irrational mean? Irrational is something that's not logical, that doesn't make sense, that we can't understand. If somebody does something, like let's say somebody goes and hits somebody else, and we say that was irrational, we say it's irrational because we don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. If instead they go and they hit somebody because they're defending themselves, well, that's not an irrational move. So irrational numbers are basically numbers that we can't understand in a sense that means like we can't predict, we can't really classify them. And the main way that we say that we can predict it or understand it is if we can express it as a fraction. So numbers that we can't express as fractions, they are irrational. Numbers that we can are rational. But what, what does that mean? So we're, we're, this includes integers, because an integer is a rational number because we can represent it as a fraction, like three, for example. Three as a fraction is three over one. What about one half? Well, that's a fraction, so that's rational. What about one third? That's rational. It goes on and on. Now, what's an example of an irrational number that can't be represented as a fraction? Well, there's two in particular that come up all the time, and that is pi, because it goes on and on and on. We can't predict which way it goes. We can't represent it as a ratio, at least we haven't been able to yet. The other number is what well, which we talk about a lot is square root of two or other square roots that we can't actually calculate. These numbers also seem to go on and on forever in an unpredictable pattern. So those are also considered irrational. But so now let's take rational and let's drill down a little farther to more specific categories. Within rational now, we have integers. So integers are essentially the whole numbers, right? We have 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, negative 1, negative 2, negative 3. No fractions and integers, no decimals. It's just those nice set numbers, both positive, negative, and including 0. Now we drill down one level farther, and we have a more narrow category we call whole numbers. We get rid of the negatives, and we just got 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, on to infinity. And then the last category would be natural numbers, Natural numbers is essentially just like whole numbers, except for we cut off the zero. So natural numbers are just one, two, three, four, five, so on and so forth. So that's the basic breakdown of numbers. And, and again, I just wanted to, to talk about this because I do see it as an area of confusion a lot of times. And there can be uh, even different standardized test questions or SAT questions that will refer back to this hierarchy. And I think it's important to have a good understanding of it. If you guys have any questions or comments on numbers or anything math related, feel free to email me at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. 
And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for joining. And I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Yeah.